title of my message this morning is I Still Believe in Christmas. I still believe in Christmas. I still believe in a virgin that gave birth. I still believe in God the Father. I still believe in a manger. I still believe in a cross. I still believe in an empty tomb. I still believe in miracles. I still believe in the power of the Holy Spirit. I still believe His blood goes on cleansing. I still believe that the Bible is the inerrant and infallible Word of God and it never changes. I still believe in grace, love, and mercy in this hour. And I still believe that God will take care of His church in this hour. And I want you to believe that with me. Perhaps you need to renew your belief in Christmas this season. Christmas, the celebration of Christ. Christ Mass. Mass means celebration. Yes, I'm well aware that more than likely Jesus was conceived in this month, not born. He was probably born at the first of the year in the Jewish calendar, which many believe was on my birthday, September 2nd. Just saying. Not drawing any comparisons. Just saying. But we ought to be worshiping Jesus year-round. And yes, it isn't about Santa Claus or pagan traditions. But I believe you can find Christ in anything if you look. When I see a Christmas tree, I don't see paganism. I see a cross. When I see red ornaments, I think of the blood drops that came from Jesus' brow. When I see the star, I think of the star of David. I believe that you can find Christ in Christmas, even in the pagan traditions of it, if you're not so religious-minded that you're no earthly good. And I believe with all of my heart that God wants to speak to us in this season. But this wonderful movie is about a young boy who lost his belief. And on Christmas Eve, a train pulls up in his vision, the Polar Express, and he's faced with a choice. Do I trust this mysterious locomotive, this new opportunity, or... Do I stay in unbelief? And this young boy has to make a faith decision. Now once he gets on board the Polar Express, many crazy things happen. First of all, the locomotive is surrounded by ravenous wolves. There's an eagle you see. Some biblical imagery there. The conductor who leads this journey oftentimes is the one causing him the most doubt. Sometimes when you take a step of faith in something, you think you're following a person, but you're not. Your great reward's at the end of the journey. And as I was watching this, I see a young boy who's willing to take a chance on another life. And you saw the video. At the end of it, he could hear the sound again because he chose to believe. I think of a young 14-year-old virgin named Mary. God chose to conceive and to birth his son and our Savior through a 14-year-old virgin from nowhere. And we don't believe God can use teenagers. Paul said, let no one despise your youth. You can be a great testimony. You can be a great example. It doesn't matter what age you are. If you will take a step of faith, God 
will honor you. He will bless you, and he will show you something. If you're willing to step out in faith, but even though we don't long to see Santa Claus, we long to see Jesus, the King of kings and Lord of lords. The principle's the same. If you don't step out in faith, you're never going to have what God said you could have. You attain it by faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of the Lord. Faith is believing in that which you can't see. See, even though it says the opposite in the movie. Faith is believing in that which you can't see. Luke chapter 1, verse 35. And the angel answered and said to her, this young 14-year-old, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also, that Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Let me set some of you free in love. Christianity is not intellectualism. It's not about how many degrees you have on your wall or how much of a Bible scholar you are. I believe in all of those things. But let me say this. If you are a Christian, you believe that a virgin gave birth. Water turned to wine. People can be raised from the dead. You are a weirdo if you are a Christian, and you believe in the supernatural whether you claim to be a charismatic or not. This is a crazy, wild gospel. And there's no way to intellectualize a bloody cross, a virgin birth, and a soon-coming king. You can't intellectualize the miraculous. You just have to receive it and walk in it. Now, indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age. Somebody say John the Baptist who will make a way in the wilderness. And this is now the sixth month for her who was called barren. For with God, nothing will be impossible. How many of you believe that? I don't care if you're on life support this morning. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. I don't care what diagnosis they've given you. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. I don't care if you don't think you're worthy to be loved or to be married. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. I don't care if you aren't educated. Your promotion can come because for with God, all things are possible. All things are possible. Then Mary said, Behold the maid servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel, Gabriel, departed from her. What must we do to renew our belief in Christmas this season? What can we learn from the life of a teenage girl? Number one, we must be open to the supernatural. We serve a wild, miraculous, never-changing God. He heals the sick. He loves the sinner. He came to bring about a new kingdom, a new way of life, a new government, a new way of thinking. You have to embrace the miraculous and the supernatural if you're going to take this step of faith and get aboard the journey that God has called you to as a Christ follower. It is a journey. You'll notice in the movie, The Polar Express, I mean, it was very dangerous. There were twists and turns and personality conflicts, and some people on the journey didn't get along with other people on the journey. Sounds much like the Christian life to me. If anybody promised you 
that your life was going to be perfect when you made a decision to surrender to Christ, they lied to you. It ends in perfection. And the Holy Spirit will cover you and love you and be a friend to you that sticketh closer than a brother. But you will have wars and wolves to deal with on this earth. But greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. There is one that lives on the inside of you, the Holy Spirit, that was promised by Jesus, made manifest at Pentecost, that still performs the miraculous. And guess what? You can get in on it because greater works, he said, we will do. Wrap your mind around that. The Holy Spirit inside of you can perform great exploits through you if you will just believe. I still believe in Christmas but if you're going to renew your belief in Christmas this season, you must be open to the supernatural. You have to believe in the entire Word of God, not just the parts you like. We all love grace and salvation and love, but what about spiritual gifts? What about miracles? What about signs and wonders? What about doing things that don't make sense and trusting God in the midst of it? We have to believe it all. We must be open to the supernatural. Hebrews 11 verse 6 says this, And without faith it is impossible to please God. Faith, believing in that which you can't see. Believing in that which you can't necessarily prove. Believing in something bigger than that of yourself. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who diligently seek him. In other words, you can't draw near to God and ask for something if you don't believe he exists. If you don't believe he is capable of answering your prayers, then you will not walk in the divine favor that God has for you. You have to have a belief before you can receive. Is anybody with me? Believe, then receive. Not receive, then believe. Number two, what can we learn from a 14-year-old virgin this Christmas. First, we must be open to the supernatural. Next, we must be open to the blessing and the favor from God. Society has taught us to be ashamed of what God has blessed us with, whether it be a gift, our family, an opportunity. Society teaches us to be ashamed of the gifts God has given us. The Bible doesn't agree with society. We're to give God praise for what we have. We're to be thankful for what we have. We need to help others attain their goals in life and achieve victory in their own lives. You know, I think as a church, you know, we need to shift from taking an offering every week to also providing opportunities to teach people how to open their own businesses, teach people how to be entrepreneurs, teach people how to go from where they are to the next level. You know, for years we've been talking about seed sowing and tithe giving, but we haven't taught people the practical of how you can go from bondage into a place of prosperity. We've just said give, give, give. No, you have to give, but there's more than that. You have to have the knowledge to know what to do with what you've got. But we're taught in society, be ashamed of what you have. I mean, even in Chattanooga, which I love, I was born here. There's, there's a rule in Chattanooga. It's unwritten. It's, you can have all the wealth, the opportunities, the favor that you want. You just aren't allowed to talk about it. You can have everything that God has. Just don't talk about it. I'm here to tell you, everything I've got, I give God all the glory for. Amen. 
because I'm his vessel and you're his vessel. It's not about me. I'm passing that stuff through to the kingdom. I'm leaving a legacy. I'm not taking it with me, amen? None of us are. I'm doing some good with it, amen? If God can trust you, he will bless you. He can trust this 14-year-old girl. He can trust her because of her purity, because of her spirit. Can he trust you? We all want something from God, but can he trust you with what you're asking him for? Can he trust you? I pray the answer is yes. There were gifts surrounding the birth of Jesus Christ. We know that the Magi from the East would come years later. They weren't there the night he was born. I know that looks good in my manger scene at home from the Holy Land, but that's really not accurate. They came later at the risk of their own lives, and they brought gold, frankincense, and myrrh. They brought gifts. There were gifts surrounding this birth. There was favor. There was honor. But the favor was on Mary. Then the angel said to her in verse 30, listen to this, do not be afraid. That's for somebody today. This whole year has been about fear. I say we shift it to favor before the new year. Let's take this fear and turn it into favor for you, for your family, for your business, for Abbas House, for the kingdom of God, for those who are lost. I pray that people would be saved in this season, healed. We've got to shift our mind from fear to favor. Believe it and you'll receive it. You got to believe it first. Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Favor can't be explained. Favor is not fair. But it comes upon those who have a heart for God. Even those who may not necessarily fit your religious mold, if their heart is after God, He will bless them with favor and honor. Favor can't be explained. Why this one girl? Of course she was in the line. Of course it had been prophesied. But still, favor was on her. Favor can be on you if your heart is where it needs to be. If you're following after God, believe in him for more, favor can be yours. Somebody say, I receive his favor. I want to continually speak to this church about mindset. Because I, I know how the enemy works because he was so successful in this area in my life for so long is he tries to talk you out of what God has already paid for. And the devil's a liar. He's a murderer. He's a thief. And you can't listen to anyone that tries to talk you out of the dream that God has put on the inside of you or the favor that he's promised you. Even in this wonderful movie, the conductor is the one talking hero boy out of his belief most of the time. And he's in a position of authority. Sometimes people in authority, they're to be honored and respected, but people who abuse their authority can almost kill the dreams in someone. And I'm telling you, if you've had your dreams stomped out or you're about to have them cursed by someone, I'm trying to build you up in such a way mentally that you will not allow some person who's broken themselves to break you. You have to be strong in your faith and believe God's Word. We must be open to the supernatural. Number two, we must be open to the favor and the blessing that comes from God. Verse 54 and 5 of Luke chapter 1, He has helped His servant Israel in remembrance of His mercy as He spoke to our fathers, to Abraham, and to His seed forever. Number three, if you want to renew your belief in Christ this season and in Christmas, 
You must take a risk in the area of relationships. Be willing to take a risk on relationships. A friend loveth at all times, but a brother is born for adversity. Because of our own pain, we don't let people in. And I'm guilty at this sometimes because I've been hurt a lot growing up. I got the people I trust that love me that got my back, and I don't really want to let anybody in my bubble. Problem is, that's not biblical. We've got to take a chance on new relationships. Abbas House, if we're going to grow, you have to take a chance on new relationships. And so do I. We have to try to love people that we may not necessarily understand or agree with. We must go back to sharing our faith and inviting people to come be a part of a grace place, someone that's been hurt by religion or pushed aside. We have to take a chance on new relationships. When I have stepped outside of my box and taken chances on new people, Man, I'm telling you, God has blessed me in supernatural ways with new members and new friends and new servants of this house. But if I would have never given them a chance, I, I can't imagine all the blessings I would have missed if I stayed in my own box. Listen, we've got to get out of our box going into the new year. Are you with me? We've got to invite people. We've got to invest. We've got to love. We've we got to be patient with people that are different than us. Hey, you, weren't, you didn't have it all together when you first started coming to church. If you want this church to be all that God's called it to be, we got to be willing to take a chance on people. And we got to give them the same grace that Jesus has given us. We got to be patient with them. We got to love them. We've got to equip them. And we've got to expand God's kingdom. We've got to do it. We can do it. But we have to do it together. Ecclesiastes chapter 4 says, Two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. If either one of them falls down, one can help the other up. But pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. Also, if two lie down together, they will keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? Though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. A cord of three strands is not easily broken. We've got to do this together. I'm tempted to go soulmates, cellmates, and teammates, but I don't have time this morning. God honors biblical relationships that function biblically, where there's honor and respect and patience and love and growth. We've got to be willing to take a chance on people. This young man, before he boarded the Polar Express, not only did he have to take a chance on the supernatural and believe that there was something better for him, I mean, he had to take a chance on new relationships. He met some people there that... He didn't necessarily understand that weren't like him. One was from the wrong side of the tracks, Billy. But there was purpose in that. You know, what if the greatest friend you will ever have is someone that looks completely different from you, that's from a different place than you're from? Maybe God has a blessing in store for you. I'm speaking to somebody either online or in the house. There's an opportunity in front of you, and you've been hesitant to go through the door. Holy Spirit says go. There's a blessing on the other side of it for you. We must be willing to take a chance on relationships. And yes, it begins with a relationship with Jesus Christ. When the Polar Express in this movie arrives at the North Pole, all this chaos happens, and then Hero Boy is chosen by Santa to receive the first gift of the season. All I could think about was John 15, verse 16. You did not choose me, 
But I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit, and that your fruit should abide, so that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give it to you. That's our Savior. That's the one we celebrate. You didn't choose him. He chose you. We think of ourselves too highly. He chose us. We didn't deserve it, but he chose us. We didn't earn it, but he chose us. We squandered it, but he chose us. We may not get it together all the time, but he chose us. And he believes in us. And he loves us unconditionally. And he's got a plan for us. We just have to believe. I still believe in Christmas. I still believe in Christmas. And Jeremiah says that he formed us in our mother's womb. It's interesting, the story of Christmas that often gets forgotten is about Elizabeth carrying John the Baptist, Mary carrying the Savior of the world, and there are things going on in the womb. And now we want to destroy what's in the womb. And you can't have Christmas without talking about the Holy Ghost moving inside a womb. But yet we want to avoid that part. I'm telling you, God is sovereign and he is involved in the creation of every human being. And we're to respect it and honor it in this season and in every season. It's a miracle. It's a miracle. Having a child, giving that privilege is a miracle. Next, if you want to renew your belief in Christ this season, we must believe God's word. I love what the translation in our text says. Mary said, Behold the maidservant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. According to your word. I've challenged you the last couple of weeks and I'll continue to. To recommit to the reading of God's word. I love to preach. I love to study. I have so much content in my office from the last 40 years from people that I admire plus my own from 15 years. I love the word of God and I'll do my best to always steer you in the right direction with the word of God and, and what it means. But I don't want you to take my word for it. Not this week, not next week. I want you to understand the word of God and you to understand how much he wants to commune with you and have intimacy with you. I want you to renew your belief not only in Christ and in Christmas, but in the word of God this season. We need to know the word of God sharper than any two-edged sword. We need to understand that he will be with us and he will guide us through his word. Number five, in order to renew our belief in Christmas this season, we must release a sound of praise. I need somebody to help me with that this morning. Can we release a sound of praise in the house? Thanking God for what he's done for us, for not only his birth, but his life, his death, burial, and resurrection. His promise to come back for us. His promise to spend eternity in heaven. Oh, my friend, it's not about how good you are. You ain't never going to get there. It's about how good he is. And something happens when we release a sound of praise. The bell will still ring this Christmas for all who truly believe. That's the theme of the movie. There will still be a sound for all those who truly believe. Let me tell you, God will still answer you if you'll truly believe this Christmas. God will still speak to you 
if you truly believe this Christmas, if you'll trust Him at His Word, if you'll be open to the supernatural and the blessing of God and the relationships He has for you, God will still speak in a sound, will still be released in your life. We give Him praise for that. Listen to what Mary said in response to this angelic awakening that she would conceive a Savior. My soul glorifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. From now on, all generations will call me blessed. For the mighty one has done great things for me. Holy is his name. His mercy extends to those who fear him. From generation to generation. I, here's what I see. I see an old-timey Pentecostal woman just praising God with this. Not just a 14-year-old, but I can see an older woman that's got the Holy Ghost just magnifying the Lord. Do you know what happens when we give him our greatest praise? Things begin to shift. Glory be to God. I could see Denise Ham doing this, couldn't y'all? Not that she's old. She's not. I could see Mamie Blow doing it. Amen? I could see women worshiping God from every age and generation and background. Only requirement is you've got to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Because this is a Holy Ghost praise right here. This ain't no Baptist theological condescending tone. You got to have some Holy Ghost if you're going to pray like Mary. I mean, you got to believe that God can shift and do something. This ain't no intellectual tone. This is supernatural. His mercy extends to those who fear him. From generation to generation, he has performed mighty deeds with his arm. He has scattered those who are proud in their most inmost thoughts. He has brought down rulers from their thrones, but has lifted up the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things, but has sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel, remembering to be merciful to Abraham and his descendants forever, just as he promised our ancestors. Glory be to God. Number six, if you want to renew your belief in Christmas this season, we must show the world that Jesus reigns. We serve a king. He's no longer a carpenter, friend. He's a king. He's a king of another government. He's the king of my heart. He's the king of my mind. He's the king of your soul. He's the Alpha and the Omega. He's the beginning and the end. He loves us. He's our everlasting father. Wonderful counselor, mighty God, prince of peace. Listen, he loves you, and he is a king, and he brought about a kingdom. And we are a part of his kingdom, and this is an embassy, and you are ambassadors, and God has called us to things that are greater than that of ourselves. And if I can just get you to believe it, oh, what you'll walk in, oh, what you'll have, oh, the power that you'll receive, and the flow you'll be able to move in and out of. If I could just get you to believe that God is still on the throne, that he's still the king, that he's got all this under control and figured out. And that we win. Amen. When that last trumpet sounds, he's coming back for a bride. He's coming back for a people, a kingdom that's his. And it continues to be kingdom because the Bible says we will reign with him as king for a thousand years. My Savior not only got up out of a grave, took the keys from the enemy. He's coming back for me and you. And he loves his church. We must show the world that this king reigns, that Jesus reigns. The prophets knew it. Isaiah knew it. Micah knew it. Mary experienced it at 14. 
Shepherds celebrated it. Wise men honored it. Herod hated it. But we get to walk in it. My goodness. Because of our Savior, Jesus, you'll bring forth the Son and shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and shall be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom. Not his denomination, his kingdom. There will be no end. The shepherds understood it when they said, Glory to God in the highest of heaven. Peace on earth and goodwill to all men. Your favor rests on us. Shepherds understood it. This is not for only the Ivy Leaguers and the intellectual. It's for those out working in the fields. Those getting paid by the hour. And those on Wall Street. Every nation, every tongue, Jesus came for us all. Every race, every issue, every corner of this world, Jesus came for us. And he loves us with all his heart. I challenge you in this season, share the good news of Jesus Christ. Amen. Listen, the shepherds weren't ashamed of it. Once God appeared to them, they shared the good news with everybody. Abba's house, we can do that. It's not hard. I'm not talking about having a theological debate. If someone wants to do that with you, they're not worth your time. I'm talking about someone who's at the bottom and broken and wants to die and just needs some fresh bread or some fresh water or some love or a hug or a meal. You can say, hey, let me tell you the greatest story I've ever heard and the greatest thing that ever happened in my life. You can tell them, I once was lost, but now I'm found. I once was blind, but now I see. Jesus came to me and saved me even though I didn't deserve it. He gives me grace every day, and he loves me unconditionally with an everlasting love. My God is not a religious God. He's a relational God, and he wants to have a relationship with you. And if you'll tell people that, the Holy Spirit will take care of the rest, and they'll reign with him in his kingdom forevermore. We can do this, and you can do it. Bow your head and close your eyes. I still believe in Christmas. I still believe in a place called Bethlehem, Bethlehem, the house of bread, where a baby was born in a manger and grew to be king and saved the world. The Bible says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, and that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And it says in Romans, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. So I want to give you an opportunity for those of you watching online, and those of you in the house today that maybe you don't know Jesus. Maybe you've prayed a prayer, but you don't know him. He's not Lord of your heart. Let me lead you in a prayer from the book of Romans to help you have intimacy with the Father. Just say, dear Lord Jesus, have his house help me. Lord, forgive me of my sins. Please come into my heart and save me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and use me for your glory. If you prayed that prayer, I want you to go to our Abbas House app right now and register your decision to make Jesus the Lord of your life. We'll be in touch with you. But for the rest of you, maybe you're already saved 
And if you just prayed to receive Christ, please let us know. Go to our Abbas House app. Call us here at the church. Register your decision with us. Email us at prayer at abbashouse.com. However you choose to. It's the most important decision you ever make. But for many of you, you're already saved. Maybe you need to renew your belief in the supernatural. Maybe you need to believe that favor can actually rest upon you. Maybe you need to be willing to step out in the area of relationships this year and forgive and give people a chance. Go to the next level. If that's you, won't you stand up, Abba's house, with me? Won't you just stand up all over the place? Everybody stand on your feet. I just want you to hold your hands out in a place to receive because this applies to all of us. If you need a miracle this morning in the area of relationships, the supernatural, the blessing, the favor of God, just hold your hands out like this. I know that's weird to some of you, but it'll be all right. God will touch you. I don't think Mary was standing there prostrate when she, she magnified the Lord. I want you to receive something from God. Heavenly Father, I ask you right now to heal those who need healing. Give joy to those who need joy. Renew their faith in Christmas this season. Lord, may they walk in the supernatural. May they believe that they are worthy of your favor and your love. May they walk in authority over the enemy, not believing every lie the enemy whispers in their ear. May they walk as victors, not victims. I declare over this house that we are victors, not victims. We are people of favor and people of faith. And God's going to bless this church and bless the people that are faithful to it. Because this is his church. This is sovereign, holy ground. And the Holy Ghost is here. Those of you watching who have COVID, I declare healing over you. That God would heal you. I don't care if it's on your phone, on your television, in your home, wherever. God is healing you right now. Claim that. Believe it. Through the power of the Spirit, I believe God can do it. He can do it. Some of you are struggling with other issues, emotional or otherwise. Holy Spirit says, let it go. Let it go. The moment you let it go, you'll be free from it. But as long as you keep talking about it and tangling yourself up in it, you're still going to live in that same bondage. Let it go. Let it go. Forgive and let it go. It's controlling you. Embrace the freedom and the fun that God has for you. Quit living in yesterday. God's got a beautiful tomorrow for you. I believe God is healing someone right now. Right now. I really do. I don't say that every week. Y'all know I don't. I believe God's doing something supernatural right now. I believe faith is rising in some people right now. You've lived your entire Christian existence with your head down spiritually ashamed of who you are. And in this next season, God's going to bring you out. And you're not going to be ashamed anymore. You're going to walk in the love of Jesus Christ. You're not going to be ashamed of your story. You're going to give God the glory for your story in this next season. I believe that God is preparing some of you to receive his favor in more meaningful ways in the future. God's going to do it. I don't care if you're 14 or you're 84. God has something he wants to do for you in this season spiritually. Just receive it and magnify the Lord right now wherever you are. If you're at home, don't cut us off yet. Spirit's here, and I believe the Spirit's with you. Worship God in your home. Don't be in such a hurry. Let God speak to you online if you're watching online. Comment. Communicate with our online pastor. Let them know God's doing something. Let us know who you are. We won't embarrass you. We just want to pray for you. Wherever you are, let the Holy Spirit finish the work inside of you. Cleanse you of your past. Put you in alignment for great and mighty things. Just continue in that spirit of receiving 
as we go back into worship. Lord, we honor you, we love you, and we thank you for moving in this place today. In Jesus' name, amen and amen.